It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources, where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today, as always. We're going to stay with the conversation just a little bit uh, as we talk about being up, up, and away in the beautiful Chinese surveillance balloon, not a weather balloon, and what that actually is, what that, what that actually means. And uh, if you missed the last segment of the program, we had Philem Kind on. He is the D.C.-based China correspondent for Politico, always has tremendous insight, and he really walked us through it in an important way. And so I want to go through a couple of things that have taken place just within the last 40 minutes or so. I want to start with uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken uh, first just addressing the Chinese spy balloon. Yesterday, the Department of Defense announced that we had detected and we're tracking a high-altitude surveillance balloon that remains over the continental United States. We're confident this is a Chinese surveillance balloon. We communicated with the PRC government directly through multiple channels about this issue. We concluded that conditions were not conducive for a constructive visit at this time. So very important. Uh, Secretary Blinken, again, confirming that he is not going to be going to China. We'll break that down. Again, I've got some great perspective from uh, Philem Kine from Politico. Uh, but I also want to continue on. So, again, this was a, a press briefing uh, started about uh, 45 minutes ago, and it was with Secretary Blinken and his counterpart uh, from South Korea. So a host of things to be dealt with there. And uh, during the course of that Obviously, they had to address the uh, China situation. So uh, Secretary Blinken elaborated on his communication with Chinese officials since the news about the uh, balloon broke yesterday. In my call today with Director Wang Yi, I made clear that the presence of this surveillance balloon in U.S. airspace is a clear violation of U.S. sovereignty and international law, that it's an irresponsible act, and that the PRC's decision to take this action on the eve of my planned visit is detrimental to the substantive discussions that we were prepared to have. I told uh, Director Wong that the United States remains committed to diplomatic engagement with China and that I plan to visit Beijing when conditions allow. Okay, so uh, again, really breaking that down in terms of uh, this is where we are, this is what we know. The fact that it was over Montana is significant, and we talked about that with Phelan Kine uh, in terms of all of the the assets uh, and the uh, things that we have there militarily in Montana and, and why that's so significant. So that's an important piece of the equation to be sure. Uh China has also, you know, gone through this whole process, interestingly, about saying, you know, it's a weather balloon, it's a weather balloon. Uh, Representative Gallagher uh, today said that we should uh, really take that with a, a grain of salt. I haven't heard anything from our Pentagon or intelligence community which would suggest that they're telling the truth. I think we always have to take what the Chinese Communist Party is saying with a grain of salt and just, you know, go back to the early stage of the pandemic and some of the disinformation we got from Beijing to understand how lethal the lies of the Chinese Communist Party could be. 
and then I uh, also want to go just uh, real quickly to uh, obviously there's a lot of reaction coming in as this plays out. Uh, the House Select Committee, Mike Gallagher, uh, believes the timing of this uh, balloon over the U.S. was really no coincidence. It also doesn't strike me as a coincidence that this was in the vicinity of the Malmstrom Air Force Base in Montana, where we have our Minuteman three intercontinental ballistic missiles. And I would suspect it's not a coincidence as well that this was timed with Secretary Blinken's uh, impending visit to China. I think the secretary made the right call in postponing his trip. So uh, important things to to work through here. And this was where our perspective uh, from our guest was so important talking about the fact that this actually might give the Biden administration some really interesting leverage. Obviously, China wants a really good photo op. Uh, They are struggling at home. They've got economic challenges. They have uh, declining population challenges. They still have big-time COVID challenges. Uh, Their own uh, chip manufacturing is, is also proving problematic, despite how much money they have dumped into that. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. So there's a host of of things there that China really needed to have uh, these meetings with Secretary Blinken and then, of course, having that follow with President Biden to to really put uh, President Xi on on the global map, uh, to have him out there with the United States president. That is a big deal. It is a big deal around the world. It's a big deal uh, for Xi at home in China. So it does create some leverage points. I thought one of the interesting things that not a lot of the networks are talking about where we should really exert maximum leverage while we have it right now. They still want this, these meetings to happen. China wants these meetings to happen, no question. And so why not leverage what we have now, which is a real embarrassment. Uh, if, if you didn't hear earlier, we also uh, talked to Phelan Kine about the fact that uh, China rarely apologizes for anything that goes wrong. Uh, but they did on this balloon. And so that's interesting. Uh, it shows how desperate they are to have these meetings. So why we have that leverage point, why they're going to want to really play nice. Let's take a, advantage of the moment of the crisis for China and use it to help with a crisis we have here at home. And that is all the ingredients, the core components to making fentanyl. That is killing tens of thousands of U.S. citizens every year. So why not why not use this moment to say okay we we can still have a meeting but it's not just going to be a nice handshake and photo op we want some substantive change and some real effort around what's happening with all of the ingredients that start in China work their way to Mexico and then come across the border 
as fentanyl that is killing, sadly, so many American citizens. So that's a leverage point. Let's let's use it. Is there an opportunity to, to leverage uh, some of the religious liberty components, the human rights issues? So it's always important. Uh, I don't I don't like the idea of uh, never let a, a good crisis go to waste. Uh, but this is one of those where don't let a a good mistake by your adversary go to waste, especially when they need something. And that's what we should be thinking about. That's what we should be talking about. Uh, very important. Uh, senator Mitt Romney's office uh, and the senator issued a statement uh, just a few moments ago. Uh, and I want to read this because I think it's important and I think it's instructive in terms of how we should be watching what takes place over the coming days and weeks from China. Senator Romney said China's recent charm offensive is a Potemkin village attempting to conceal their malign ambitions toward our country and the global order. We must be clear eyed on China and appropriately respond to this provocation, including securing our airspace, and affirming our sovereignty. That's crucial. So as we look at that, yeah, it is kind of a facade. Uh, It is at the Potemkin village, you remember. It looks great from a distance, but it's not real. And this charm offensive that China has been on, there's a lot going on behind that scene That is not what we think it is. And so I think we can take advantage of this stumble by the Chinese government as it relates to the balloon and use it to our advantage to make sure that these meetings are meetings of substance and not just meetings for positioning, global positioning, PR campaign, rebrand campaign for China. But that's going to require two things. One, it's going to require the the Biden administration to really act strategically. And I hope that's where they are. I hope that is what is going on in back channels and diplomatically. It's also going to require Congress to respond appropriately. We don't need wild swings. We don't need wild statements. We don't need a lot of drama and performative politics. We need substance. So some committee hearings, if we can keep them focused on the substance, let's do that. That's great. Get some accountability? Absolutely. Uh, But it requires discipline. And we have to remember that restraint always works in this kind of diplomacy. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? 
That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.